Michelle. Hi, I'm Hannah. And we are The Quietude. Episode 5 this week and we've gone for a requested topic. And the topic is the beauty of happiness. Wow, good topic. Brilliant topic. Shall we Shall we get started? Yeah, let's do, do this. So, the beauty of happiness. What's your definition of happiness, Hannah? Um, definition of happiness for me, I think initially when we started talking about this topic and we had like our little discussions on things, mm. I think that, you know, like, like I said, I thought it would be um, like an emotion that comes and, and goes. It's not mm. something that can stay... I didn't think permanently that it would be a, a you something that you was in the constant state of that you know something mm. could make you happy and then you know that would last a day maybe two or mm-hmm. a week and then you know you would be out of your happy state but I think the more that we've spoke about this and I think like the discussions that we're going to have tonight mm. I think that that's changed my mind and I am more coming around to your way of thinking oh <laughs> gosh I don't know if I'm just really good at persuasive talk or... No, I just think that um, you, you made very good points that I don't think I'd really thought of that well, way before. in fairness, yeah. I'm not... Yeah. Um, I don't think you're giving yourself enough credit there. But... Because I think, actually... Um, so my view on it, as we were talking, was that I do believe you can be in a constant state of happiness... And I reckon so many people are going to say there's no way you can remain in a constant state of happiness. But that's what I thought, yeah. Yes. And I agree with you when you oppose that view for the point that I think it, it, what's your definition of happiness? That's it. I think that that's, for me, the definition of happiness was being your giddy self, jumping around the room, you know, music on, singing, being this happy making everybody laugh, having a wonderful day, kind of... Fake. Well, maybe not fake, but Instagram-ready happiness. Yeah, you know, something yeah. that, you know, everybody can feel, but... Yes. I, I didn't think that when you said that you was, you know, you was in a constant mm. state of happiness, I was kind of like, wow, is that real? skipping and jumping every single yeah. second of the day. Like, wow. That's <laughs> it. But as you said, I don't definition. think that's what the, the definition... Of happiness is. Yeah, I no. think that that's what people first think of when somebody mm. says what's the definition of happiness completely but the more agree. we spoke I feel like yeah you're right with what you're you saying be, yeah. yeah so I definitely think I can be in a constant state of happiness and I would I would say that I am nowadays in a constant state of happiness and the reason I get to that definition is because I look at happiness and then I think okay well if I'm not happy am I sad and I am definitely not in a sadness state. Mm-hmm. But I think if I hadn't experienced previously the constant state, or not the constant, the, the state of elation and the state of deep sadness, I would never have known what happiness meant to me. And so to me, happiness isn't the extremes. Happiness is almost a contentment stage. Yeah, kind of like the, I, the middle ground. The middle ground, where I feel grounded, um, stable, and I feel in a constant state of a happy mood, um, but where I can experience 
other emotions, but I've learned to maybe ride the waves. Yeah. You know? And I think that that's what I was mistaken, maybe, in a way, um, that, you know, what you said about being, you know, being in elation, mm. that, for me, was what I classed as happiness. happiness. Yeah. But you're totally right with what you're saying, that... If I sat here and said, am I happy right here, right now? I would have been like, no, not, you know, I'm, I'm all mm. right. Everything's fine. Mm. But I wouldn't have said I was bouncing off the walls. Yeah. But then if you'd have said to me, am I sad? Absolutely not. So mm. if I'm not sad, then, you know, I am that middle ground, which, you know, you're right in saying is happiness. Happy, if that's your definition. And, and I think our natural state is happiness love contentment and I think our journey as we've said so many times is about experiencing seeing the different emotions come into play analyzing them seeing them for what they are and acknowledging that there's a lesson within those emotions and what's that lesson yeah and then once we've grasped the lesson we grow yeah and we evolve because I absolutely have said for years that I never really experienced much happiness. That was my default, yeah, my default line, you know, because like you were saying, I agree with you that I assumed happiness was this state of elation, yeah, where I had bountiful, you know, loads of energy, constantly smiling, laughing, mm. making jokes. And I wasn't that person, yeah, but I forgot that actually in the moment in time where I was saying I wasn't happy, I actually was. Yeah. You know, because nothing was, nothing, everything felt good. It's just that I was holding on to my ideal version of what happiness looked like based on, as you were saying, social media accounts, yeah. Instagram. And I think that state of unnatural happiness or unrealistic it's only a snippet in time, isn't it? Yeah. And I think nobody can stay in that. Yeah, that, that state of elation that, state, that you yeah. were saying, that you, you can't be in that constantly. Mm. Surely nobody can be that happy all, all the time. time. But, but yeah, I think that that's where I was constantly thinking as happiness as mm. that state of elation. But I mm. absolutely am on your wavelength now with... Mm what what happiness is but i think that that's what people mistake isn't it when people exactly. say what's the, the definition. definition of happy yeah they automatically think of that and so completely yeah no and i think also a good point my friend made because i'd love to say it was my point but it's really not so I, I you know but she had said it's about for her seeing the light in the dark in those dark moments holding on to the light and what did you say about um in those moments you know with the sound it's, it, it peaks oh, yeah. and, and um, then disappears yeah that you know when sound starts when you hear anything um and sound starts that it has a beginning it has a peak Yes. And then it has an end where it it fades out mm. and it's you know it's a good way of looking at problems or anything in life that they they come they peak but they Lovely. they do go mm, and I think that's such a wonderful way of looking at at things it is and I think it's exactly the way I recently started to look at things when I say when I say phrases like I ride the waves yeah that's what I mean 
I, I see it coming and I acknowledge that there's an uncomfortable feeling maybe. Oh yeah, I definitely allow myself to have that, you know, on the mm. sad days. I allow myself to feel that sad mm. day and have that sad day and mm. feel those emotions. But I know now, and I think mm. it is only a recent thing that's clicked in my head, that I know now that that sad day isn't going to be permanent no it's not that you know feel it let it do what it's got to do and you know it 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 release it will be gone yeah Mm. whereas before i do think that it was kind of like oh okay i'm in a black hole i'm never getting out of it but yeah totally different now completely and i think that as soon as i felt connected again i see it coming but i don't become consumed by it so i don't become that energy anymore which for me was the most profound change because I used to be sad or feel sad and notice my wording I used to be sad yeah it's like you almost don't get as sad so I don't I don't feel like I get as sad and I think it was the weight of knowing that I didn't know when I was going to be able to pull myself out of it but now I know it's coming it might be here Mm. but it'll go again that you can almost pull yourself out of it somewhat faster definitely and I think as well one thing I realized recently you know the yin and yang symbol yeah if you notice you know obviously the black and then the white yeah in the black there's the white yeah light yeah so in every dark there is the light the light and and suppose vice versa but it was really powerful when I noticed that symbol and really thought about it it's like wow the light in the dark you know um so, it's yeah. almost a bit like when you think of like yin and yang like that, that you've almost got to be able to have the sad to yeah, experience absolutely. The, the happy, but mm. you know, the elation mm. that they've both got to exist hand hand, so I the suppose. other one can exist. Completely. Um, no, I agree with that. Absolutely. So on the happiness scale, where would you say you're at? Yeah, okay. This is a great question. So... On the happiness scale, I would say I sit eight to nine. Every single day, I sit eight to nine. And I would say that if you asked me that question a year, two years ago, I would say I sat at four, three to four. And why do I sit at that level? Or why do I feel I sit at that level? So I... I definitely owe that to gratitude practicing. Oh yeah, as we absolutely, said. yeah. But I have almost shifted my internal energy so that my natural default feels content yeah. no matter what goes on in life. I feel content. And I think the biggest part of feeling content is grounded, feeling connected. Yeah. And feeling light, feeling mm. like I am light you know which sounds crazy but the more that I've practiced grounding gratitude meditation sound healing the more and also practices with balancing bodies and our digestion through food as we've talked about and we both practice balance through food and nutrition I think I've felt more grounded more content and it doesn't come into my mind that I'm not happy anymore. I see the emotion coming, yeah. but I never become consumed by it. So for me, I would say eight to nine. And um, 
Yeah, would you put yourself on a scale? Or where I would think, you say, if you had to think about it? Um, I don't think I've ever, like, thought about it on a scale. And mm. I think that it most probably would kind of be the same answer. I think mm. I would have always put myself as quite low because my definition of happiness was a state of elation. Yes. So I couldn't say that I was really above five. Yeah. Because... Yeah. I, you know, I thought I was, I, I don't know the word, just mm. normal. Just, normal. you know, I'm, I'm not happy, but I'm not sad. I'm just, meh. Yeah. <laughs> but that almost but, feels like it's, it shouldn't be enough. Yeah. We're, we're almost conditioned through, I do think through social media, that that's not enough. It's like I was saying to you, I had put a few posts on possibly Facebook when we started The Quietude. Yeah. And the reason I did that is because we both made a decision that actually we wanted to bring our authentic selves and our lives and the, the stuff that people don't necessarily share. Yeah, and people that... To the, the front. Yeah, the, the things, the comments, the that people don't want, that they are feeling, but they mm. don't want to... Too afraid to put ourselves yeah, out there so and say. Yeah, so we said that we would. We were going to do that. Yeah. So as part of that, I put some of my thoughts, feelings, uh, what you would call maybe not so much of a good day, out on social yeah. media. And the amount of comments I received saying, are you okay? I'm really worried. You sound really down. Yeah. And I just really wanted to pick up on that because in those moments, I did not feel sad. Yeah. I was still happy. I was just conveying that in that point in time, I was experiencing sometimes emotions that what you would typically say wouldn't make me happy. Yeah. And I was seeing them, I was feeling them, not numb to them. I feel them, I give them space, like you were saying. But I never got to a point where I was consumed and became that emotion. No, and what I loved about the posts that you put was days that I would have had like that, that would have been a, I'm not getting out of bed, I just want to throw the quilt over my head and stay here for the day and just not even acknowledge the day. Yes. But now when I have days like that, and I have that, fleeting moment of thought of yeah I'm just not adult in today mm. I make myself like get up get out mm. of bed go for a walk get out in the fresh oh, air and yeah. and that's what you were saying and I think that that's what the powerful thing was that you were you know in a way saying yeah I'm not okay today or you know yeah. I'm, I'm having these emotions but look I'm out I'm having a walk I'm mm. clearing my head I'm mm. in proactively doing something about it yeah, and I think well that done. that was the, yeah. Yeah. And how, how much, I know we're going to come on to value, but I just wanted to put a snippet in there, how you should feel so proud of yourself because that is you knowing your worth. Yeah. So you're showing yourself that I'm going to treat myself kindly. That's my value. That's my worth because I acknowledge it, but I'm not going to become consumed by it. Mm -hmm. And to help me process this I need to be in, in nature or I need to be by yeah. the sea or wherever um, and how powerful you've become to pull yourself from that state of did you say less than five yeah to to now this. that yeah, yeah my number really would be well obviously between five and and mm. ten now but it, mm. it's definitely higher I couldn't put a number on it at the moment because I just don't think I've processed it enough to be able yeah. to put a number on it but I it would whereas before I would have definitely said below five yeah. now I'm a hundred percent like 
above five definitely above six like absolutely like i i'm i'm feeling good good and i think don't you think it's important to point out as well that me and you are yes we've done self-development courses and yes we've put ourselves out there but we're by no means these what you would class as experts in our field you know oh no we're still journeying on a journey yeah but for us to demonstrate how far we've come and we really can demonstrate it don't you think that's amazing that's what I feel I'm proud of is how what we're saying and what we're doing really does work for us yeah and I mean what you said as well about um foods and you know that being a big thing for you Mm. with knowing that you're in your balance yeah yeah that for me like on days that I would have said, oh, you know, I'm I'm not okay, I'm not great. My go-to thing would have been, you know, as said, quilt over my head, bar of chocolate, chocolate, yeah. chocolate, chocolate. But I'm now seeing that that's almost feeding the sadness. That mm. that's and that makes me feel down. Mm. Whereas now, it really is. And I mean, don't get me wrong. And I kind of do sit there every morning and be like, oh my god. But yeah. like the thought of having my celery mm. juice yeah. and my smoothie, yeah. that really it clears that fog. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. I completely think. And we are absolutely going to do another podcast on nutrition, yeah. diet, because it's something we both follow and something I discovered a while ago, but something I think is plays. Well, we both think plays an absolute complete part with mind body and soul I I absolutely feel so much better in myself in so many different ways when I have and I mean it's not it's not really oh it it is eating it's eating better it's not a a diet or anything like that it's just eating the the foods that make you feel good. That make yeah, that yeah, you know truly nu- make you feel nourish good. you. Nourish, yeah. Um and I would never have said that that was celery juice. And mm. when you kind of put that idea out there, mm. I was kind of like, No, Michelle, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> but I now it's that. something that as said, don't get me wrong, I'm almost gagging every morning trying yeah. to get it down. It's not good. But it's the, the, the way that it makes me feel is incredible. I just want to pick up on that, the way it makes me feel. Don't you think that is... Because I don't want to step onto the next question, but I just have to throw it in there. That is your worth, you expressing to yourself yeah. your worth. Because you know, okay, it doesn't taste great, but you're now valuing yourself more to say, this doesn't taste great, but this is for my best interest because it makes me in balance, makes me feel good. I, I, I don't think that it's not it, that it tastes great. I mean, if you're mm. all for celery, then it might be the most amazing <laughs> thing in the world. But for yeah. me, celery is just like, mm. oh, my God. But, it is an unusual taste. Um, yeah. Yeah. But no, I, as I said, the way that it makes me feel is just incredible. So touching on what you was just saying then. So what's your worth? What, what value do you what's regard happiness? to happiness? Yeah. And this is a really good question. I think I always say that at the start of each one. I think I, I, think I take time to <laughs> consolidate my answer, um, which probably isn't great, is it? Anyway, bringing my authentic self, what's my worth? I think 
ask me years ago, keep saying it, but it's so true. I didn't hold myself with any worth or value because I thought, why would I be so special to deserve any worth? Which yeah, sounds and, and you said awful. you said like ask yourself a few years ago. I yeah. think ask myself towards the end of last year, and I would have mm. said exactly ex- exactly that. What? Yeah. Why would why? I have a value? Why would I have value? And when I think about that statement now, that is so sad and awful. Mm. But what's my worth? I think, and what's my value in terms of happiness? I absolutely think I deserve every single happiness happy moment that I get and I think I'm worth all of that and more and I think I'm worth whatever I want to be achieve and that isn't for me now sitting in this place I don't feel that's um self-righteous yeah but that's exactly how how I would have seen it um yeah but I just think it comes back to and we've said this before in previous podcasts that if you spoke to yourself like you would speak to your best friend to your love yeah yeah, that you know like you're sitting there saying I deserve happiness and I deserve every ounce of happiness and Mm. I'm sitting there like of course you do yeah absolutely do yeah so if I could say that to you, why couldn't you say why it to can't yourself? I say it to myself? And, and I think that it's totally so important right. to say that to yourself. And as said, yeah. I'm nowhere near at the point mm. where you are. You're so in front of me with that. But I'm getting to the point now where I'm like, do you know what? Yeah, mm. I do deserve to be able to say that to myself and for that Absolutely. not to come across as I'm being big headed no. or I'm being that you know mm. that I do deserve to be able to say things like that to myself that I am Absolutely. worth it you are and I mean because you feel that for yourself it doesn't mean that you wish any less for anyone else or anybody else yeah but I think it's, that that's a place. what my thoughts always yeah. were that if I was saying that for myself that people mm. would be like how selfish how, yeah yeah and how wrong is that that but that's not. constantly coming back to mm my worry that you know mm-hmm. is getting better and it is getting better but as said it's a journey that I'm on with worrying about what people's opinions, opinions are, are yeah. of well, me and I don't think and I think Peter Crone Peter Crone oh, said him. it best that that's none of my business what people's yeah. opinions are of me well absolutely but I do think on that because I can relate to that still I do think that when you are in an, an environment and do you know what? If everybody was saying to you that you were wrong, there is an element of your mind which is like, oh, I want to remain grounded. I want to be yeah. aware in case I am. Even though it might not be their business, your business, there's an element of you that doesn't want to be so consumed with just what you think. You do oh, want yeah. to still be open. So I think, you know, I think as much as you... I think it's not being consumed by what somebody says. And if it yeah. sits well with you, then it's right. Yeah. And I think it's that. And I think I've got to a place where I feel, and I quite often check in and say, does this fit right with me? Yeah. Is this sitting well? And if it does, I then dismiss what people say. It doesn't matter to me anymore what people think. But if it's not sitting well authentically with me, then okay, there's room for me to say this might not be right. Yeah, and I agree. And I think that I've just started coming to the conclusion that um you know like we say with all of the podcasts that it's our opinions this yeah. is not 
expert advice or anything no. it's just our opinions that if somebody has a bad opinion of me that that's just that that's their that's opinion fine. yeah and you, they're totally welcome to having it and mm. getting that mindset mm. is really helping me become confident because if I'd have thought and uh, you know we did before Christmas when we thought about doing podcasts and like oh, my so gosh it was like terrifying mm. and I thought I'm never going to be able to do this never ever I'm, I'm you know I'll chicken out and I think I did nearly at the beginning when we was like right we're going to do this like this we're going to do the podcast this day yeah, I remember that that I was kind of yeah. like oh are you sure you want to do it tonight or we could do it mm. tomorrow like put it off mm. because yeah. I really just didn't feel like I could do it but now it's like something that just comes naturally so natural and I do mm. think that maybe if you went back and listened to the first podcast and then oh, listened yeah. to like this week's podcast it's you so would different. see that we're so much more at ease with it completely I completely agree and I think that's the biggest part really isn't it um I think we've really evolved on this journey so far and I'm proud because when you think, why are we doing this? I know you mentioned negative comments and I'm kind of all open for people to have a an opposing view, which is fine, a healthy debate. But negative comments, for us, we come from a place of kindness. We're doing this to help spread the light, genuinely. And, all, and we come from an authentic place, which I think is amazing. And to come from a place where if I was to give negative comments or negativity, the energy inside of me to actually do that would be pretty, pretty harmful to my own self-esteem, to my own self-development. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's how we can brush things off quite easily because we really are coming from a place of kindness. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, I think negative comments definitely would sting still for me at the mm. moment but I have become more that it says more about them than what it does me that it's not Completely. my issue they're not yeah. having that opinion of me or that mm. you're triggering nab- them. yeah because there's there's yeah and yeah exactly that I'm triggering mm. them and mm. as I said it says more about them so yes it does sting of course but I can Whereas that would have like totally consumed my life and it would have been like the next day, one of those under the cover days. Of course. Now I can be like, wow, that was a bit ouch. But then, you know, I'm I'm fine. Of course. And yeah, no, perfect. So do you think happiness can be created through smells, vibrations, sound, memory? Yeah, I think to a certain extent... Like, yeah, absolutely. As, as like, oh, I don't like smells. Yes. If I think about, um, if I went and stayed with my mum and dad for mm. the weekend and I left an item of clothing, like a top or a jumper, and my mum washed it and brought it up to me the next time, when I got that out of the wardrobe and I put it on, I would be like, that instant, oh, my mum. Yeah. Because I've got that smell of my mum mm. that it, it's it is happiness in a way but it, it's kind of like a a peaceful kind of feeling yeah mm. um but it, it's yeah so yeah I absolutely so, yeah. think you can yeah I agree I actually use smells so if we talk about essential oils as a classic yeah. I use essential oils to 
help me get back in balance. So for me, yes, I agree with you, definitely triggers the happiness response or emotion. Yeah. But I also use smells like essential oils to, if I'm feeling, like I say, an emotion creeps in, which is not necessarily my constant state of yeah of happiness or contentment, then I will cherry pick an essential oil which will bring me back into balance. And again, like we do sound bathing. Yeah. We've both said that the sound bathing experience brings us back into balance with the vibration yeah. centred around whichever chakra is blocked at that point in time. And also just to bring harmony, peace, balance, contentment, resonate on a vibrational level. Yeah. The sound baths for me keep me in balance and I think that hits the nail on the head with everything for me so happiness is all about me being kept in balance whether yeah. that be through my mind through my body through food and through my soul through practices with the moon like yeah. tonight's the full moon, full moon. so wow. we are going to be doing a meditation but all of those things combined are my practices because that's my value that I yeah. give myself and my worth. And all of those things keep me in a state of balance and a state of contentedness, but also a state of grounded, connected, Yeah, which in turn maintains that. Yeah, no, I completely agree with all of that. Mm. And talking about maintaining happiness, how do you maintain your happiness... I suppose you touched upon it before when you were saying you have your go-to things when you're feeling like you're having a day where you need to be under duvet. Yeah, well, I, that's how that's, you maintain it. That's how I, I think I used to, that I, I felt like, you know, chocolate, junk food, basically. that That's what, you're having a bad day, let's just grab every item of bad food we have in the house and just go and mm. eat it in bed. Well, also, sorry to jump in, just thinking... Isn't that what we're all so... You know, if you watch TV... Yeah. And if you... Because I don't watch TV anymore unless it's a, an actual movie or... Encanto. Encanto. <laughs> oh, Encanto. <laughs> and I actually find that the whole TV thing, the programming, really has affected me. And since I've released TV watching, that was, again, another big shift for me. And I only watch things that I want to watch and I cherry pick. And then... As we've said, even a hot, you know, a scary film, I actually will put up protection before I watch it because I'm quite affected by it. Oh my gosh, I, I can't even yeah. go there with scary films. Yeah. But like, I'm such a, a soap addict mm. and I can sit there and watch EastEnders Coronation Street and actually feel like if there's something bad happening in one of them, which nine times out of ten there is. You can take it on. I start. Mm. I can literally now feel... Mm. That I most probably never before, but I can feel my mood Change. lowering and I so can feel it. that energy draining from myself. That's my point. So that's why I don't watch television because it's programming in its true sense. But in that programming, yeah. when I really observed, with you saying earlier about the junk food is your yeah. thing, don't you find whatever film you watch, whatever program, everybody does that? Yeah. We're programmed. So yeah. almost subconsciously, you're guided instead of listening to your own intuition but that's what i that's best. what i meant that yeah. like i would eat the junk food and it would almost make me lower i yeah. could feel it making me lower mm. but 
I wouldn't stop. Mm. But then now when I feel those bad days and I go, you know, and I still have that kind of bit of a mm. power struggle of mm. chocolate, crisps, ice cream, junk, 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 Big Mac. Mm-hmm. And then I'll have that celery smoothie. And, you know, it sounds like a no brainer. What do you want to go for? You know, junk food. But if I make that decision and have the celery and mm. the smoothie and I eat properly, the way that that totally changes, changes my day and lifts that mood is incredible. So I think mm. that food absolutely can be like a big effect on Definitely, maintaining yeah. happiness. I completely entirely agree. And food was probably where... I started years and years and years and years ago, so I looked at diet for my mood, not particularly in a spiritual way, but just diet in general for my mood, because I don't think I particularly ate great, and I noticed, again, a big shift when I ate the right food, but then more recently, the more profound change was, like I say, being able to keep myself in a state of balance, and don't get me wrong, I'm not always in balance, and that's part of the beauty of of flowing with life is that you find okay some of the months you don't transition into the seasons as well as you might do and you need that bit of extra support but it's not feeling guilty for not being perfect it's it's acknowledging that I am slightly out of balance and that's fine yeah and I'm gonna not panic over that and I'm not gonna stress myself out about that but I have all these things in my toolkit to bring myself back into balance yeah. and know that I will then <clears throat> remain that way. And and for me, food, the mind, spiritual practices, meditations, whatever whatever kind of toolkit you call it, we ultimately, as beings, need a balance between mind, body and soul or yeah. spirit. And so... I think it's each of those are equally as important together and can't really be isolated. I think you can definitely do a huge amount of work on your food and diet. Yeah. But then if you don't give the same attention to the other parts of your life, I think, yeah, you'll see improvements, but you won't feel as connected as a whole as you should. No, I completely agree. And the biggest change, like I say, with maintaining happiness is I tap in to that intuition um, which I've said so many times in all the podcasts, but it's really true, you know, through practices with Flo, who we had on yeah. last week, um, she helped me to really tap into that intuition. And now I sit there and when I have a bad day, whatever you call it, yeah, I tap into what does my body need and I will listen, watch, watch for the signs, watch for the signals, listen, and that would be my go-to. And without a doubt, 100% of the time, that's exactly what I need. Yeah, but that, that's exactly what I'm saying with the, you know, the junk food and the, the celery juice. That I'm actually, for the first time really ever, sitting and listening mm. to what my body actually wants and not what maybe, like you said, society, mm. TV, Instagram is, is mm. you know, telling you. This is to what do one you, you on a bad day this yeah. is what you do like the programming yeah yeah it's crazy though yeah um and i think amazing that you have had the ability when you think you've done that all on your own yeah there's no there's no coaches there's no private sessions there's no there's no paid 
you haven't gone off to, not there's anything wrong with going off to a retreat, but in fairness to you, you've been you, myself and I, you know, like me, myself and I, you've kind of just been yourself and you've been your own toolkit. You've been your own saviour. And I think how powerful, and you should recognise that because that's your worth, you know, and that's you showing yourself that love um, and and recognise it so that it grows, definitely. But um, it's just quite funny for, for me um, how people perceive, like, happiness. Like, mm. if we went and had a walk around the street now and asked people, what would make you happy today? Yeah. What could you do to make you happy today? Mm. I think so many people would come out with um, material things mm. um, that, you know, almost, oh, I'd love a bigger house or, or I'd love a better car or I'd love a, you know, something materialistic um and i and we've both said that that's not what happiness is for us Mm. anymore maybe it was at at some point yeah and i think um when you have a materialistic idea of happiness that when you when you get that say if i said i wanted a big house i wanted Mm. a nice car that when I got that big house and I got that nice car, then surely when I'm in that house, I'm going to look at something and be like, oh, I could do with a new well, cookout, it, we could yeah. do with a new fridge, or oh, it would be great if we could get those doors changed. Or yeah. So then you're constantly going to be in the pursuit of happiness. Yeah, I love that. I mean, I absolutely love that phrase, but I completely agree. And I think that if your happiness or definition of happiness falls on something material that isn't really there for you just for you and isn't something that you possess then I think when you get to that and that's your benchmark for happiness yeah you'll always fall short so someone else will always have the bigger house yeah the more money the nicer car yeah the the better something yeah and if that's your benchmark of happiness you you're already failing in your own mind because then you still don't have as much happiness as someone else and I think when you really really unwrap all of those things and even if you're in the mindset of but that bigger house would definitely make me happy yeah really unravel that and say I have got everything that is right for me in this moment in time but that's it it's what we've said in a previous podcast Mm. of you would always be living in the future. The You'd future. always be chasing the dream, as said, the pursuit of happiness. You would yeah. always be in that, that you're almost... Forgetting the present. Missing mm. the here and now and the things that you have today mm. that are going to make you even happier than what you could possibly ever think mm. that your future... Could hold. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I think... I don't know if I mentioned this to you, but um, I am starting a vision board. So I went out to go and get a huge canvas the other day and the reason I did it is because, for me, I can quite easily, because I think we all have aspirations and we oh, all have yeah. goals and dreams. Oh, yeah, and I think that that's totally fine normal. to have. And that's not a saying that you, you can't do things like that. I mean, everybody's no. going to want something out of life. But if that's what's going to make you happy, yeah. then I think that you will... Rethink that. Yeah, yeah because it won't. But um, and I agree with you. Um, but for me, when I have those goals and dreams and whatever else, 
I can get quite bogged down with the speed at which things happen. Yeah. So I tend to find that if I do a vision board, it helps me to almost offload my mind oh, onto yeah. something, keep me focused. But what was really fascinating was that I dug out my vision board, so I boxed it away, and and I dug it out, and I must have done my vision board before Charlotte was born, so I'm going to say six, seven years, possibly longer. And I know this sounds like quite a long period of time, but every single thing on my vision board has come true. Every single thing on that vision board that I put down is everything that I have today. Yeah. in some form it yeah. might have been and gone yeah I might have experienced it and it's left yeah um and I might have had certain things and they've passed me by now because now they're not right for me but every single thing and I can't say that I actively worked on my things on my vision no. board because I did it yeah. and I actually just forgot about it and put it away yeah but how powerful but I mean I said this to you um gosh god knows how long ago like when I think about what six-year-old Hannah wanted Mm. and all that that was was like a husband and two girls that that's been my dream since as said since I was like six-year-old that's anybody that knows me and has known me since that age would know that that's your dream that's been my dream and if I was constantly looking and living in this that's what it's going to take to make me happy. This, you know, a big house and the, the newest car you could possibly imagine. Mm-hmm. And I think it has only been quite recently that I've actually stood and thought, Do you know what, what I wanted back then is what I have. I have mm-hmm. a loving husband mm-hmm. and I've got my two wonderful girls. And if I constantly live in that, but a big house would be wonderful. Don't get me wrong, mm. it would be. Oh, but, yeah, absolutely. you know, that's not what's going to make me happy. And when I look at what I have in front of me now, it doesn't matter whether we lived in a cardboard box or yeah. whether we lived in this great big house. Mm. It, and it, you're not ready for it yet. No. You know, and your house is lovely and it's big. But the maybe what you have in your mind, maybe you're just not ready for that yet maybe oh, that's I know, not I, I don't need present. that yet and and that's what I've come to know mm. is that I'm living in the here and now yes. and in the the present that I can totally appreciate that I've got that dream as such that I I always wanted when mm. I was little and it's so mm. mad when you think about things and like you said with your vision boards mm. that you don't actually stop and think about what you actually have in this moment yeah. now yeah and how much you actually wished for what you have but you're just taking for granted that you've mm. you've got it because you've got it because yeah. you've got it yeah yeah and it's mad uh, and I've definitely learned to be in the present like you were saying you have yeah I think that is again I love these words they're like the biggest change in my life but it's true I think being in the oh, present it is, and I think that that keeps the constant state of yeah, happiness because, you know, what I imagined I would always want in life mm. is what I've actually got now. So what mm. what more could I need mm. to make me happy? Amazing! Oh, I love this. Oh, thank you. So that was a really good chat. It really was. I really enjoyed that. What an amazing topic. So Topics. thank you yeah, for thank that you request. Very much. We really appreciate that. So we're going to sign off and we're going to go and do a moon meditation with a ritual. Oh, the wonderful um, full moon tonight full glowing moon. in the sky. 
and also keep a lookout because we're going to be announcing the taster date. So the taster date is when we're going to be putting out their dates for everyone to come for a free taster. So it'll be a free class themed around everything that we're going to be offering on an ongoing basis at the venue that we we have finally signed on. And we're in the process this week of actually dressing the room, getting everything ready. So we'll be posting some pictures for you all to see. Uh, So yeah, keep posted. And thank you all for tuning in and listening to us tonight. And we'll see you soon. See you soon.